0: We kicked Hawthorne's last just 30 seconds ago. He hangs his left and lets it work back right. Two in a row to Dylan Moore and the Hawks. And they've got an early 13 point
1: lead. What a performance from Hawthorne yesterday at the MCG 16 9 105 defeating Collingwood 11 7 73 to record a 32 point win. It wasn't one we saw coming. I wonder if it was one our guests saw coming. It's Dylan Moore. Dylan, welcome to Crunch Time.
2: Hey Sarah, thanks for having me.
1: Where does that rank in terms of victories in your career? That was some result yesterday.
2: Yeah, we actually spoke about this with a few of the boys on the ground and we were saying it's probably our favourite win um, of a lot of our careers and especially mine, I guess. We came into this week and it was a real finals-like game for us. We probably pumped this up as if it was one of our grand finals for last month. So to be able to deliver, um, yeah, it was awesome.
0: Dylan, Tom Morris here. I want to play some audio from your coach talking about James Sicily yesterday, please.
3: Probably eight eight or ten weeks ago, he just wasn't he had he had a quieter game and he said, oh, I think I was leading too much. So this week I'm just gonna just play myself. I'm just gonna be my best. And then he had He had a game against St Kilda where he had 40 possessions and something ridiculous, a bit like what he did today. And at the end of the game, I was talking to him and said, maybe you should just play for yourself a bit more often. And every person said, such a great leadership game, and that's the captain you want. And his growth and willing to try things through the year, I think so many good key defenders in the competition. And the thing that makes this... The best of them, in my view, Bice of course. Um, but the thing that makes him the best of them is he's a defensive juggernaut, but he's also a offensive threat.
0: Dylan, can you tell us about the evolution of James Sicily as a leader? Because Sam Mitchell, to me, there if you read between the lines, is saying that earlier in the season he was too selfless. He decided to be more selfish, which in turn is selfless
2: because it helps the team. <laughs> yeah, it's funny that um, yeah, with Sis he's he's been amazing for our club and. I think especially last year with Ben McAvoy out for most of the year, Sis took took a lot of the reins and he probably wasn't ready last year, but to get a bit of exposure early on and um, to be our pretty much captain for the whole year. I know Jager O'Meara uh, helped out a bit, but it, it felt like Sis was the captain of our club last year and to not have that title I think helped him out a lot because he didn't have the pressure of the title. But then this year, yeah, maybe early on it was oh, I've got the title now, I've got to I've got to be more selfless and do everything for the team, but I think he's just going back to what works for him, and um, yeah, I guess being a bit more selfish, where he's demanding the footy, demanding more of others, is just, um, it's just what we expect from him, and I guess we just give him the footy because we know what he's going to do, do with it, he's going to do something good with it. So I don't, I don't see it as a selfish thing. It's more of what's going to do the best for the team, and he knows if if he's the best player every week, we're
3: more likely to win. Dylan Scott Lucas here. Congratulations on the win. Really a mature performance from a young team. And what I mean, and one that would be really pleasing to the coaches, last week I saw the game against St Kilda. They dominated your centre bounces in the first quarter and kicked, I think, five goals from it. Yesterday, 18-3 to clearances from centre bounce. You're clearly a very coachable group that listen and learn from the instruction provided by the coaches. I imagine that could be the most pleasing aspect of the win for Sam Mitchell.
2: Yeah, absolutely. The boys in in the center did an amazing job and yeah, 18 to 3 against a very talented side is is very good work and I think it's just got to do with all the work they're putting in and the coaches are helping out a lot with doing the right structures and giving us um, belief that that we're good enough but especially for that midfield group, to be honest, I I haven't seen a group do as much work as they do and um, Peter Burge, our our high performance manager, is trying to get everyone off the track um, just a couple days ago and the midfielders are still there doing centre bounce work. So I think it's the work that they're putting in is really uh, reaping the rewards now.
3: Dylan, Sarah is uh, on very good terms with Toby Green and we do a snapshot <laughs> where just we just describe... some
1: context there. Yeah. I'm a big fan of Toby yeah, Green. On good
3: terms. Yeah, th- all. <laughs> <laughs> I have a similar bent towards Will Day. I've seen Hawthorne a lot this year and have been amazed at his evolution from half back to midfield. Just tell us how he has gone about raising his game to the level it is
2: at. Yeah, he's, he's very talented and I think it was probably started in pre-season, he's had a very interrupted um, career so far with a few injuries and just getting his body right but this pre-season he just attacked us so hard and um, he models his game around the bont and he put on a bit more size to, to try and get into the midfield and to see him grow this year has been enormous and I think the talent has taken him so far but then now the hard work is really bringing it together and... Um, yeah, it's, it's a joy to watch every week. Yeah, you see him bursting out of the midfield and us forwards just licking our lips.
0: Dylan, you and I met at the draft combine in 2017. I don't know if you remember our chat. I remember it very well. And at the time, I remember you were touted as sort of a top 15 or top 20 pick. And I was surprised on the draft... Uh, or the, the two draft nights when you slipped to pick 67. And I've sort of watched your career closely and you were delisted in 2020. I think you're one of the AFL's great stories of uh, perseverance. You've come back and now you're in the leadership group at Hawthorne and one of the most important players. How difficult was this period for you to not just prove yourself at Hawthorne, but prove yourself as a, as a first-choice player? Five years, three, four years ago, you, it, there wouldn't have been many people that would have backed you to become the player that you have today.
2: Yeah, I appreciate that. Uh, Yeah, I guess it it was tough, but especially, what was it? Yeah, my third year when I was struck with, I would OCI's pubis and I was struggling to get on the track and getting my body right. And that was the year that list sizes were getting cut and no one knew how many were going to be on a list. So being in limbo for a long time, um, yeah, it was tough and I didn't know if I was going to ever be able to pull on a, a Hawthorne Guernsey again and I was a Hawks fan growing up, so my dream is just to go out there every week and play for Hawthorne. So nearly get that taken away from me was, was very challenging, but yeah, like it's it's a bit of a cliche, but it's probably the best thing that's happened to me because it, it showed me how much I wanted it and how much it meant to me. So yeah, that time where I wasn't sure where I was going to be on this was the time where I wanted to act like I was still an AFL player and um, to put in the hard yards and with the help of a few coaches and a few players to get me back on the right track. So to, to get my body right. And then, um, yeah, end up playing consistent footy. Um, yeah, it was challenging, but, yeah, I've loved it.
1: We're speaking to Hawthorne Vice-Captain Dylan Moore. And, Dylan, you said before you're a big fan of Toby Greens. I imagine that, likewise, you've got a lot of respect for a player like Nick Dacos. Take us into the conversations at the club this week around Finn McInnes and the role that he was going to play. I mean, limiting Dacos to just five disposals, it was a really selfless and impressive performance.
2: Yeah, yeah, it was it was amazing for Finn. And to be honest, he was very nervous all week because he knew he had it. It was after after St. Kilda game, straight away, Sam said, mate, you know, we, we've got Collin next week. This is a massive game. You're going straight to Nick. And so all week he was a bit nervous. But um, I think with Finn, he, he's just so diligent with what he does. And to go out there and, yeah, holding to five touches, I know he got injured, which is a shame. Um, all the best for him with his recovery. But, um, yeah, it, it was great to see Finn really get back to just being... What I, what I deem is the best t- tagger in the game, and it was great to see him do that against my and It helped us get the win.
3: Hey, Dylan, Tom remembers talking to you. Do you remember talking to
2: Tom? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: yes! Oh, no! <laughs> uh,
3: thank you, Dylan. That's all we... No. Hey, uh, <laughs> it was really interesting a couple of weeks ago, Dylan. I heard Sam Mitchell reference the last quarter and against Richmond and not having trained scenarios all that much at Hawthorne. How does the week look differently with a younger group that's clearly on the way up compared to perhaps three or four years ago when you started and you were in a different phase of what you were trying to do each week?
2: I think it's just more he's trying to hold us to higher standards now and after that Richmond game, he said this isn't acceptable and we can't lose games like that. If we want to get somewhere in this league and go back to playing finals footy, games like that can't... We can't lose them, so... I think, yeah, maybe two years ago we wouldn't have had those chats and really hard conversations on the Monday review where people were in the gun and it was, this wasn't good enough, this isn't what the standard of a top four side would do. So I think what's changed now is that our standards are we're trying to act every day as if we're a top four team. So to go out on the weekend and do that against the best team in the competition was was really good.
1: Dylan, congratulations on the win yesterday. Thanks for joining us on Sunday Crunch Time and thanks for giving us the best soundbite of the year, not remembering Tom.
0: (laughs) Thank you, Dylan. Sorry, Tom. All good, Dylan. We're still mates.
1: Dylan Moore there.